there you are. Hey, there we go. What's going on? What's happening? Oh, how am I looking? My hair okay? Yeah, yeah. Hair's fine. Perfect. Are you doing the recording thing with the speaker view? I don't have an option for that. It just does what it does. No, no. If you look at the top right corner, it says view and you've got speaker view. The... Yeah, it's already, it, it just defaults to that. Yeah, good. Because that's yeah. the one that changes it. I look a bit fucking red, don't I? It's weird. What's that? It's weird lighting. Ah, oh, it just looks strange. Uh, the normal. There we go. That's a bit better. Anyway, uh, what are you doing, man? Uh, I've been uh, fixing fences. Yeah, I saw that on the Instagram. Yeah, I put up I put up like the before photo, but I didn't put up the after photo for some obvious reasons. Shit. Yeah. How shit we talking? Well, I did I didn't do a whole lot of research, right? So I don't I've never I've never done any concreting before. And so this fence, like the fence is old but it's structurally gen generally okay except you're re re reseeding re re the, the the posts were you well, one post was one post had completely come away from the bottom like it had rotted out and, it was, and the fence was flowing back and forward like this so i messaged my neighbor and i was like i'm going to attempt to fix this by myself but if i fuck it up i'm going to have to pay someone to fix it then we can go halves and he's like yeah that's fine no worries um so i dug the I dug the post out and the, the post had completely rotted away and right. there's all this concrete under it. I had to dig down like a meter or so, but it's all sand, so it doesn't matter. It's super easy to dig. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to Bunnings and I bought a post. Yes. So the fence has just been dangling there for two days, right? Yeah. And then I went to Bunnings to buy a post and I bought concrete because you obviously you need to concrete the post in. And then I, I, I didn't really do any research at all. I didn't read any instructions or anything. So... I've got the concrete and I didn't have any way to mix it except for a bucket. Right. Okay. So, uh, so hang on, hang on, just back up a second. What type of concrete did you buy? Well, the first, this, so this is yesterday I'm talking about now, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I bought one bag of rapid set concrete. Okay. Okay. And did you buy cement or did you buy concrete? Yesterday I bought rapid set concrete okay i think gotcha and, okay and and then i i didn't have any way to mix it up i do actually have a wheelbarrow but it's errands and i didn't want to fuck it up mm -hmm. so i used a bucket and i was mixing all around the bucket mm -hmm. concrete dust is going everywhere like it went all over the yeah. volvo all into the garage yeah. I put the you have a mask on down. didn't put a mask on i was just that was a fucking disaster and then um, I was mixing it up and it was just going hard as I was mixing it. So I'm pouring it in there and then I had to do like three different batches because it's only a little bucket. Pouring in the hole, three different batches, end up getting really like liquidy because there was no way to even pour it in, you know, yeah. it got hard so quick. And then I left it for about an hour and then I went back to bolt the fence to it and the thing just wobbled and it was just didn't work at all. A complete start. Yeah, because you've got to let it cure. Okay. Well, that was yesterday, right? So, so today, so no, so Erin asked me last night, she's like, did you read the instructions or did you look up a video? Or <laughs> and I was like, no, I didn't. I, I just figured I'll give it a crack. So this morning I got up <laughs> and I, I dug, I dug the thing out again, dug all the concrete out that I made yesterday. The post was still okay. So I went to Bunnings, um, bought three bags of cement, I think. Concrete, I think. One of those two things, but not the rapid set it... one, right? Okay. Right? Also didn't read any instructions or look at any videos or anything, except my bit plan... Of a, bit of a pattern here. Well, yes, but my plan today was to use the wheelbarrow and mix up three bags at once, so I've got lots of it, right? So I put one bag in the wheelbarrow, mixed that up. It was so fucking hard to mix around. It was just like glue. And That's because it's cement. <laughs> That's what it is. It's glue. <laughs> okay. And then I poured that in the hole, 
And by that point, it was like, I can't put any more in. So that's only one bag. I got through one bag, got that in there. And then um, and then I'm like, I fucking should read the instructions because I, it just doesn't feel like I've done this right. <laughs> 36 hours later. But then I went back and looked at the bag because I had two more bags. <clears throat> and it said in there that you have to mix it with like sand and gravel. That's because you bought cement. Uh, you bought cement and not concrete. Right. <laughs> okay. So this was news to me. Um, so then I looked up a video on YouTube of a guy replacing a fence post and he didn't even use concrete. He just used like gravel. Yes. And then I also had out the front, I had that cracker dust stuff left over from when I put my pavers down, you know, the, the, the yep. real hard shit. So I'm like, fuck concrete or cement or whatever it is. I'm just going to use that shit. So I just sent that shit in there. Mm-hmm. It's it worked. To get it a little bit good and then bolted the yes. fence back onto it and then we're good to Did go. It work? Yeah, it's not quite straight, but it's Are you, do you have a spirit level? Yes. But what happened was I, when I screwed the fence into the post, the post went this way a little tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't concreted in very well or cemented in. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's quite a story. I'm having a beer. What do you got? What do you got? <clears throat> I went first asked first. I've got wine. I've got wine. I drank this one last week. No, I don't think so. Well, here I am. I'm drinking Black Ops um, yes. X-ray haze. Let me get a little screenshot. Oh shit! Wait up. There we go. Oh wait, the cursor was in the way. Let me try that again. Nice. Yeah, it gives a little review. <laughs> I had this last over the Easter weekend. But I don't remember what happened. It's, yeah, it's really good. I, I um I've run out, so I'm just got red wine, which is totally fine by me. That glass is almost clean. So close. Um, so close. No, no. I clean this glass. At least it's got head retention. Good. Uh, yeah, smells great. There's lots of uh, orange peel and grapefruit. I'm going to put a, a uh, photo on our Instagram story. Whose Instagram story? Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got an Instagram. It's yeah, Boston the Brewer. At Boston the Brewer. That's a pretty tasty beer, mate. Good. I don't remember drinking the last one. <laughs> it was a big weekend. Boy, oh, boy. What did you get up to on the weekend? Oh, you know, um, Drink beers, home brewed with Adzi, Adam Shell. Not that one, the other one. Yeah, that's fun. Had some beers at Hiker. Um, yeah. We've got the shirt on right now. It's good. One of the we, went to, we went to um we went to Hiker and there was a big factory fire in the street in Pentex I Avenue what there. Was what was that about? So they were shut down. No, it was the street was closed. You couldn't drive up the street. Oh. And so um so Adzi and I we he he drove around to mine and then we drove around to Hiker. All cones across Pentex Avenue. You couldn't drive up there. Wait, let me, so let me sort of parked. I, can I guess how you got there? Yeah. You Gone. <laughs> I took a, we took a hike. Okay. Exactly. Good. So as we took a hike up Pentex Avenue, it's uphill by the way, so it's a bit of a fucking hike. And um as I was uh, taking a hike, as Adzi and I were taking a hike up, we sort of looked at the factory. Yeah, it was fucked, man. And it was like old tin tin shed with the big I-beam girders and that sort of thing. And they'd melted and started like falling, falling up, like falling over. It was a very, very, very hot fire. Jesus. To melt steel beams. It was unbelievable, eh? So um, anyway, as we're walking up, there's still fireys there and that sort of thing. And we thought we'd be funny and sort of say, you know, hey, boys, when you finish your shift, there's a fucking brewery in the street. Why don't you head on up for a beer? But I sort of, you know, didn't do that because I didn't want to be a smart ass because it's like tragic situation and that sort of thing. And I've got a little bit of tact. Yeah. And, and yeah, just a little bit. And as we're walking past the fireys and then there was like a copper and a fiery sitting on a fence, that sort of thing. And the copper goes, uh, what did he fucking say? He said, uh, uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, where do you think you guys are going? And it's like we just both looked at this copper. And he says, "Can I just uh, ha- uh, just speak to you guys for a moment? Uh, 
where do you where do you guys think you're going? And we're like, brewery. <laughs> and off we went. It was great. And then uh, and we got to Hiker and we were the only people there. It was like Easter Monday and we're the only people there because no one could get up the street and yeah. no one wanted to um take a hike. And so we were there and they and 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 uh, Dan and Phil were were like canning beers and and they just decided to stop canning beer. <laughs> and we just sat down and just started drinking beers. And then the street opened up and then people started rocking in. There was plenty of people by then by the time I'd finished up. So oh, nice. it was good. So Very yeah. Good. I'm yet to go. I've got to I've got to go. Well, hit me up in your town. I'll come out with you. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into it. So Brewdog wants us to eat crickets. I saw this earlier in the week. And um why not? You came for the crickets? Yeah, why not? I'd eat it. I like, Crunchy. Crunchy I like cows. Can I just keep eating cows? You can eat cows, but, um, you know, fucking um, crickets are very uh, sustainable and, um, you know, they're um, they're quite um, tasty. And, you know, people have been eating them for ages. So have you yeah, eaten them? Just... Have you eaten crickets? Uh, no. no. If you haven't eaten them, you probably shouldn't say they're tasty. I've eaten um, cows. That's a good point. <laughs> what, I've eaten, eaten crickets before. I've eaten enchiladas. Uh, uh, not enchiladas, cicadas. Cicada enchiladas in China. Yeah. yeah. I might have eaten cricket before, but, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd eat them. I'd eat it. I, I think it's... I think it's worth um, <clears throat> worth having a crack at it, and apparently they're very it's a very sustainable meat, and um, uh, you know it's quick to grow and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, why the hell not? I'd, I'd, I'd eat it. Would you eat like lab lab generated meat? I'm pretty keen for that. I would eat the shit of out of that. Like once they, once they make meat from like an animal without like a brain, it's actually like real meat. I will eat that. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because like an Aussie, there's an Aussie startup where <clears> they <throat> just raise money. I think that probably what they'll come up with with that sort of thing is like stuff like ham and mortadella and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, fuck no, I thought I'd eat it. No problem. I love steak so much. Small goods. I think you need to start with the small goods. What's that? Like the deli cabinet, small goods. Yeah, okay. Like salami and ham and it's I don't know why they're called small goods. Fuck I now I need to look it up. Yeah, I didn't know that was what it was called either. Why are deli meats called small goods? Small goods usually refers to meat products where the meat has been manufactured to form a new product, such as sausages, salamis, pates, dried and roasted and preserved meat products. There you go, small goods. I doesn't say why though. That like definitely didn't answer your question. Ask Chat GPT. Yeah. You what do you do? Google? Uh, oh, that was just Google. All right, let's see what see what Chat GPT's got to say. Check my fucking browser. Hurry up. How can we drink a red wine? Um, because red wine's red wine is awesome. And the only beer I've got in the fridge is like two months old. No, I just didn't really feel like drinking it. Yeah, small enough. goods is a term used to refer to very small size processed meat products. Small size. Yeah. Yeah, the term small goods originated in Australia and New Zealand. It's commonly used there in some parts of Europe. The reason why these products yeah. are small goods is because they are typically made from smaller cuts of meat that are left over after larger, more valuable cuts have been removed. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's ask what's uh, let's, let's ask Chat GPT. Why are deli meats called? That was Chat GPT. Oh, was it? Yeah. Particularly Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, deli meats and processed meats, small goods, bleeders, you know, for the fact these meats are smaller in size compared to whole cuts of meat, such as steaks or roasts. Did you just miss that everything you said? Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to log in. Trying to log in. It was well, just that answer is, is um much better than what Google gave you. 
pretty good, eh? It's very good. All right. So speaking of Brewdogs, uh, Brewdogs results. If you look at this one, so COVID floods and growth costs impact Brewdogs results. There's lots of negative stuff in here, but really they grew by 40%. Revenue? Revenue, because they opened yeah. extra bars and stuff. Um, so they had a loss of 1.5 million or 1 million or something. I think you've got to really sort of understand how how a P&L of a, of a brewery works, mm. you know, because, like, there's two ways in which you can do P&L. And when I had Brewcott, I did both. And so, like, one way in which you can do uh, a P&L for a brewery is, like, okay, I bought some malt and I bought some hops and I get the invoice and I punch that into zero and it instantly appears on my P&L as a cost. Then the day I sell the beer, it appears as uh, revenue and all that sort of thing, and um, and that's a very difficult way to do accounting of a, a brewing or a manufacturing business well, once because you get it doesn't to a take size. You, you, you just even when you're small, even when you're small, it makes your PNL look shit. Because mm. what what happened with, when I had Brew Cult was I would have months where I'd be manufacturing heaps of product, and the PNL would go into a loss. Right. And then the next month I'd be selling all the product and I'd have these big profits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't take into account that 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 it's, you're always manufacturing product and you're always selling product mm. and the timings don't always match up. And so the other way in which you can do cost accounting on, on a PL on a um uh for for a for a manufacturing business is uh cost accounting where it's probably got a name, but this is not financial advice. So, um, uh, which is where um, you use your balance sheet. Yeah. And so, when I buy, uh, you know, some malt and some hops and some yeast and all that sort of thing, that doesn't go on my P and L straight away. It goes into the balance sheet as an asset. Exactly. So yeah. It doesn't appear in the P and L at all. No. Right. And then you manufacture the beer. Right, you make the beer, and then because you're combining all the raw materials, that asset changes in its nature from a bag of malt and a foil of hops to uh, a tank of beer, right? And that is how it appears on your balance sheet. And yeah. then you package the beer, and then you add in all of the packaging, whether it's the kegs and the cans and the lids and labels and cartons, all sort of stuff. And then that asset has changed form again because you've added value to it, right? And then ultimately, when you sell it, the day you sell it and you raise the invoice when you sell the beer, um, then you create uh, a transaction for revenue on the actual selling of the beer, and then the uh, accounting system or uh, you know fucking um, inventory system or beer thirty and that sort of thing, it'll post a general ledger entry to deduct from the balance sheet as an asset onto the PL as a what's called a COGS, cost of goods yeah. sold. Yeah. Right. And so what happens is the reason why it's it's better in my opinion is that um uh is that the moment you sell the beer and that revenue instantly correlates with the cost at that yes. moment. Right. So rather than having like these lumpy, I've made a lot of beer and made a lost months and then sold a lot of beer but not made a lot of beer and made massive profits, it smooths things out and and it opens up the door to um to to basically um you know making um your 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 accounting much better, right? Because yeah. a P and L doesn't doesn't you know you you might make a big profit or a big loss and that sort of thing. Um, but it doesn't tell the full story, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. you have a look at Brewdog here, right? And they've had this revenue growth, right? What was it thirty-eight one thirty-eight percent, right? Now they've done a lot of things. They've built built uh, uh, bars and the valley, and they've partnered up and that sort of thing. And one of the things they would have had to have done would have been to make more beer to service these venues, for example, right? And so. Brewdog being Brewdog, they've probably got some pretty sophisticated systems and that sort of thing, would would probably be doing that sort of cost accounting. Um, and so if you if I see that revenue growth, right, 
and it doesn't correlate with an increase in profit, that tells me that they're probably sitting on a lot of assets, which is probably stock, perhaps. Oh, maybe, yeah. But there's also, if, if, you, if you're going from a company that's growing the way they're growing, like, you know, they've gone from one venue to, what, four venues in one year. Cost money. There's just going to be huge costs associated Staff. with that. Yeah, just everything. And the, and the stuff Staff, fit out. And, and stuff, <clears throat> ultimately, an accountant decides whether to put that stuff on a P&L or a balance sheet. But most of it, all of it is very, very inefficient. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but no, but what you just pointed out then is a very good point and that, and it's a good reminder to people about how important inventory is because... Yes. Um, because it's like money in your bank account. Yeah, yeah, and it's... it's an it's, asset. Your, what you described is the way of doing that style of accounting really falls apart if your inventory numbers are wrong. So yes. It yeah. absolutely relies on your inventory numbers being... Because you go from yeah, sort of fucking like real numbers to you know, made up numbers, essentially. Yes. Well, that's one of the things I learned very quickly is like, uh, you know, in that cash flow cycle of a brewing business, which I think I mentioned before, you've got money in your bank account, then you've got raw materials, uh, and then you've got beer sitting in the tank, and then you've got packaged beer sitting in the warehouse, and then you sell the beer and you've got an invoice waiting to be paid, then the customer pays the invoice and goes back to being cash in your bank account again. Right, and every single one of those things, right? Every, lots of people who are who have never run a business before or anything like that, they just see the cash in the bank account going. That's the asset, but mm. that's a fallacy. Every single one of those things it needs to be considered like cash in your in your um uh, in your bank account, um, yeah. and needs to be needs to have the same care put to it as cash, as you as you know the same standard of um, you know, diligence around it, you need to have in the same regard as you as the same as you do with your bank and your bank account. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking it's, money. It's super difficult though. Like it's it, there's also there's you know different types of overhead. There's overhead that has to do with production, overhead that doesn't have to do with production. So working out the actual cost of goods sold is kind of like has to be debated in terms of like what you're going to count. Now, what component of rent are you going to count? Are you going to split up tap room and production rent? Are you going to are you going to include the whole production team in that calculation? All that stuff. And most of these numbers are in different systems. Beer thirty actually yes. does this quite well because it has a um, it on the at the recipe level it has you can track the costs of what yeah actually down goes to the liter yeah but th because the overhead includes things that aren't just ingredients. So, so the ingredients become work in progress in the tanks. That's all fine. But by the time you sell it, there's a whole lot of costs that have gone into the product that aren't captured in ingredients. Things like, you know, the brewer's time and... Yes, labour and all that sort of stuff. Like that. Yes. So, well, that's the thing. Labour labor doesn't go on your balance sheet because labour's not an asset and that goes directly on your P&L as, a, as, a, as an overhead. Right. But you can, you can offset it. So if you... If you Break up production labor. You can, you can calculate labor. it. Of course, you can yeah, calculate it in ways that, that it turns into an so asset. That when you sell the beer, you you include the production cogs in that sale, <clears> and you yeah. offset that from the, yes. the HR costs. I but think the, the moral of that story is, is beer thirty has like a thing where it's like a cogs estimate. So yes. if you're, if you're on top of it, you can look at what it actually theoretically should have cost, but then you can also give every product an estimate. That you calculate sort yes. of outside of beer thirty that is like yes. and you can the, benchmark the ingredients, it. but it's also the labor cost and the factory overhead and all of that, and that kind of has to be man managed manually, which is a great feature, but it's a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. And but I I think the moral of that story is I don't think it is um I don't think that just by going uh you know um COVID floods and growth costs impact Brewdog results because you're getting you 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 you're seeing a loss. No, doesn't that doesn't it, that story doesn't tell the full picture. No, definitely. Not. Sorry, but it just and, doesn't. And, and there's also, no, there's like, literally like, there's no mention of, um, you know, balance sheet. Um, you know, there's nothing like that. Maybe that information wasn't available. But yeah, be but an the equity pump, is like, pump like, and go find is out. Essentially, a startup in Australia, like they're they're Australian arm as a startup. 
it's it's a company that has investors putting money into it. So the the company is working for the investors in a sense. So like yes. like they will have a have a plan that is like a five or six year plan to get to profitability. They're not going to expect it to happen in the first year. It just wouldn't. It yeah. would never happen like that when you're expanding like that. Um, and so, I mean, this this may be very good results for them. I suspect it probably is. I mean, you look at that forty percent growth. We've opened four bars, expanding production. I, ex- I would think that's probably investors are probably looking at that thinking that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's good shit, man. But this is not um, investing advice. It's not financial advice. We just don't do financial advice. We don't do financial advice. Um, all right, calls for oh, sorry, Queensland online liquor sales review. So this is a bruise news article. Um, this is a funny one. Do, do you know much about the history of of selling beer online? Uh, in Queensland, no, mm. I don't. Victoria, yes. Because it, uh, when we started, we were like, "Oh, we'll sell beer online." Backus does it; it should be fine. And we we kind of chatted to Russell Steele about it, and he's like, eh, "It's kind of like a grey area. Like, there's nothing really explicitly yes. in the." law that says you can do it and then during covid we had like home delivery of beer and then you see all these other jimmy brings and all these delivery services popping up but i don't think there's actually any clear law that says you can do it or what the regulations around doing it Um, yes so this to me i had uh when when um when i had the liquor license for brewcold as a gypsy brewer was actually some special special use license so it wasn't a distributor's license it was some sort of special use license Right. And um, and so the premise around that was it was it was for biz- it was specifically set up for businesses that sold beer uh, online and it, it solely it were online. Right. So I could buy beer, I could warehouse it somewhere secure, and I had to disclose where that was. Um, but every time I sold beer, it had to be either a telephone, an email, internet, or a facsimile. <laughs> nice. Yeah, some of these laws never are received, Never received one fax. <laughs> <laughs> Remember facsimiles? I yes, I do. I worked for the government for a while. We still use them. <gasps> mm. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but I think this is a good thing because I think they need to clear up what the rules are, and obviously that there needs to be some regulation around selling mm. selling beer online. Um, I think it's fair. Set some guidelines around it. I don't think there's anything. Yeah. All right. So another Bruce News article. So remember last week we were talking about um, Coles had just, I think I said on the podcast last week, Coles had spent $100 million on a milk producing facility. So this fucking picture here. I, th- I assume that picture is outlining the products in that fridge owned by Coles. By Coles, yeah. Looks yeah. like it. Um. Oh wait, that's it. That's in. That's a. Is that Endeavor? That's um. That's Dan Murphy's, isn't it? But anyway, oh, you, you get the picture. Yeah, it's probably Dan's because the color of the it says craft beer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the it's it's an interesting read, and it's it's a good point. Like, I don't know what you do about it, but I mean, they're taking. It's it's so crazy. You're in the supermarket now. The amount of every time I swear, every time I go into Coles. The amount of things I buy that are Coles branded increases. Yeah, like they just they just copy everything. They're so ruthless. Well, what, what do you think fucking Aldi is? Yeah, hundred percent. That's Aldi. 100%. That's what they do, you know. Mm. And um, the Aldi was set up on that basis that they had very very few genuine products, and everything was fucking um, was uh, uh, store brands. Yeah, and it's all just complete rip-offs of other people's products. Like even, the, but, even the- yeah, and you got to look at the history of that as well, right? So you know, like when Coles and Woolies first had, you know, home brand and black and gold and all that sort of stuff, and it was the plain packaging thing. Mm. Remember home brand? It was, yeah, yeah. It was like the, gold, the, yeah. the the white, black and white and red, and um, some of it was pretty shit, but some of it was okay. And and then, um, uh, you know. Uh, Aldi sort of started up and just solely went with house brands and, you know, manufactured their own product and that sort of thing and just sort of took a lot of the cost of production out, like marketing and advertising. It's like 
you're not advertising Kellogg's cornflakes. You're advertising cornflakes when you buy them at Aldi and they're cheaper. Yeah, 100%. And no one cares. No one gives a fuck. Comes out of the same factory. See, I think it's. I think there's a few, because I was thinking about this. Like, last time I went to Coles, I bought, I get these these um floss things, picksters for your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've yeah. got a, I had braces, so I've got a metal could you, bar. Could you care about your dental hygiene, mate? Dental if you hygiene. if you weren't a guy, I might date you. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. See? This can be, be a tip for your future dates. Um and they were great because if, if you've got if you've had braces and you've got a metal bar behind there, you can't floss your teeth. So someone very smart invented these things you can just stab in there. But now Coles just have their own brand of ones. It's half the price. They're literally exactly the same. I don't give a fuck what the brand is. Why would I care? It's just something I put in my teeth. So now I just buy the Coles ones. And that happens with a different category every time I go there. There's only there's only basically oat milk. I buy a, a specific brand. Yes. Beer. Of course. Not much else. Maybe meat sometimes. Meat doesn't have a brand. Yeah. Small goods do. Small, Small goods. goods do. Yeah, meat does. No, meat does. Meat, meat does. I've got a super butcher. Such as? Oh, there's like yeah, different, that's... different like different like regions for beef to come from and shit like that. But that's not the same as Kellogg's. No, but it's, or Colgate. it's like choosing to buy something more expensive because you you know, I suppose you're buying something premium yeah. as opposed to something generic. But fuck the meat section now is um... pretty damn good. People are very uh, not very brand loyal these days either. Like sometimes I shop at Aldi if I need like, you know, laundry detergent and dishwashing detergent and all that sort of stuff because it's dirt cheap there. And um, pretty great, I won't lie. And, yeah, and the small goods are excellent there because they're fucking German. Of course mm. they do good small goods. This is the focus of the show, small goods. Stick that in the small title. Goods. <laughs> small, uh, concrete and small and, goods. Uh, Concrete and small goods. Um, oh shit, we need to fucking. I need to come back to that because uh, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, I want to know the difference too. You, we, we never, never actually educated me. It would be nice to know. So if I attempt it again, I'll know what to do. So you've got concrete, but concrete is uh, okay. Sorry, let's take a step back. Cement, mm. right? Cement is like a glue, and it's made from um, ash and lots of different. It's not dirt though, right? Yes. And when it mixes with water, it generates heat as it as it, as it like cures um, and hardens up, right? But it's like imagine if you got a tube of super glue, right? I mean, it is this is a good example? Instead of using a bag of cement like you did, right? Yes. Imagine you got a really big supersized thing of super glue and and squirted that into the hole, what would happen? Same fucking thing. Mm. Right? Because there's no structure to it. Okay? And that's why you need gravel, you need stones, that's and all that sort of stuff. That's way too much work, that... though. Is it, is it, who's doing that much work to you make it? You can buy bags of pre-mixed concrete. Yeah, see, that's that's what I fucked up. I should yeah. have So you bought, you bought cement, but you didn't mm. buy pre-mixed concrete. And yeah. so the pre-mixed concrete has the cement, the right proportion of gravel, Right. right size stones. So my my father um, was manager of Caravan Park, just around the corner from Black Ops Two back in the day, which I think I told you about. Mm. And um, and they used to do the concrete slabs for the, the caravans to pull up next to, so they can put their annex out and that sort of thing. And um, and so so I'm no concrete expert, and this is not concrete advice, but right. I do know the difference between cement and concrete and my father was really good i remember him ordering it um because he would he would be he would go out and he would put the wood around where they wanted the slab concrete slab for the caravan yeah. he'd do that the day before and he would do the measurements he'd know how many cubic meters of concrete he would need and he'd pick up the phone to hemix and um he would say can i please have two meters of concrete with quarter inch stones and uh, and two hours later concrete truck rocks up with, with two two cubic meters of of uh, concrete with quarter inch stones and um, thanks for coming. Yeah, okay. Well, see, it bore, and, you, and then you screed it. It's, 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 a fucking, it's a hard job, mate. It's concreting is like a hard job. Oh yeah, right? I know. And just because it's here. and yeah, the other thing is is maybe. that just because it's dry to touch doesn't mean it's cured, and that can take days depending upon the type of concrete that you've got. 
because there's a chemical reaction that needs to happen that generates lots of heat. You know the Hoover Dam in Nevada, right? So when they were building that, so through that's that's the concrete pour that was done in sections, right? And as they poured that, the, the issue that they had was that the the concrete curing generate would, would generate so much heat that it would actually uh, that that the risk was it would crack the concrete mm. and fuck the dam up or cause micro cracks. So through the Hoover Dam is actually pipe work to cool the concrete down. It's not needed anymore because the concrete's cured, yeah. right? But it took a long time to cure the, the concrete for the Hoover Dam. So so what would be happening in my underneath my fence out there at the moment with my cement? It's just sitting, this is the big thing of glue sitting there. Yeah, and it's cure, it's sort of curing, but there's no bond to it. So if you had a big chunk of super glue, you know, mm. that would, you'd left to dry, it would just crack and would have no strength and no structure. I got it. Well, hopefully no one finds out. There's, there's a garden on top of it, so you'll never know unless you follow my Instagram or you listen to this podcast. Yeah. took four years to construct the uh, uh, Hoover Dam. Curing time takes a, a, a varies. The curing took 18 months for the Hoover Dam. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 18 months. Amazing. Wow. And it's, it uh, so says it was relatively... Re I redo my yeah. hole or no? Just leave it. It'll be fine. Keep it right. I feel like it's fine. Yeah, keep it right. Good lesson, though. True. Fuck concreting or cementing or whatever I did. That was a nightmare. I don't think I'd trust you with the tube of super glue right now, even. I actually glued one of the, I actually glued one of the so the fence paling I tried, tried to, are you serious? Yeah, one one of them fell off and the, the end of it snapped off and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just glue this back on. So I, I did actually glue a little bit of old pine fence paling to another piece of pine pine fence paling and screwed it back into the fence. You're not a fencer either. It's incredibly dodgy what's going on here. At least you gave it a red hot go, mate. And um, kudos, kudos to you for giving it a go. Um, get the pros in next time. Yeah, I think I should have asked ChatGPT. That was that was that 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 job was above your pay grade. I would not have attempted it. They yeah. just redid the fence at I place, and I'm like, nah, fuck that. Man, the back fence when they did the build, it completely fell over. It was so old and fucked, and I paid someone to come in and do it. And they did it in like two hours, the entire fence. They just like came in. I was asleep. I woke up and I went outside and I had a brand new fence. It was fucking unbelievable. Mm -hmm. People are good at that shit, not me. I did paint my fence today though. Yeah, what color? What color do you think? Lexicon. Lexicon half? Are you Lexicon serious? 100%. <laughs> It looks When's the housewarming? I want to come down for the housewarming. <laughs> it looks it looks good. It looks a lot better than it did before. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. Byron Bay fruity beers. What do you reckon? Oh, Lions having a stab at oh, beating Lofflog and the fucking dead horse, eh? <laughs> Sorry. I should say Byron, Byron Bay Brewery Fruity Lager. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's Lion. So um I think that they are having Trouble. Let's see what's going on there. White balance. Um, I think that they are having trouble. Um, well, they can't sell the fruity beer, the CUB ones. They give it away. Do you think this, it a, is this a house party or something? Probably. Who cares? No one cares. I, I like, don't care. Um, should we buy some? Yeah, we should buy some. Don't know, sure. You know what? Let's play it smart, right? Because what we should do is wait 60 days until they can't sell it and they give the shit away for free with a four-pack of Hollandia. That's a good idea. Let's do that. Does it bug you that they call it Byron Bay Brewery? What else should they call it? There's no brewery. Yeah, but didn't they get done years ago? Like yeah. uh, for, um, for, for not... Brewing their beer in Byron Bay. Exactly. 
but they still call it Byron Bay Brewery, but there's no brewery. Yeah. Don't you think it's, it should, that should not be okay? Shouldn't they call it like Byron Bay Brewing? Or am I overthinking it? They don't have the tra- trademark for that. You probably can't trademark that. It's very difficult to trademark place names. But there's no brewery, so don't call it, I don't know. <laughs> Let's do a live tasting. What are we sure tasting? I've got a fair idea of what it tastes like. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah we should do that. Um, good beer week. Dates. Well, you know pumped. about this because you, uh, you booked it. No, I don't know the dates. Oh, here we go. The 20th of May to the 27th. Fucking sick. This fucked me up this year. Yeah. The whole Gab's Good Beer Week ARBAs thing. You know what happened? Yes. No, we, you, you address it on this podcast. Um, and so... So now I have two extended weeks ends, weekend, a week and a week, a long weekend in Melbourne. And the second weekend is the last weekend of Good Beer Week. And the thing that I'm most gutted about with Good Beer Week 2023 is the event that I fucking love is on the Sunday night, which is the pro wrestling at Moondog. Yeah. Wait, the Sunday night, what after? Yeah, at the at on the 27th. Oh, okay. Yeah. I am gutted. Because it's the best event. Dan, it's fucking, it's so much fun. Like you laugh until Fizza <laughs> Seltzer comes out your nose. It's just so much fun. And, um, uh, and it's, and it's, 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 it, it just, it's just so fucking good. And I'm just gutted that I have to fly back because I have to teach the next day. So, oh, damn. Oh, that'd be you know? fun. So, and if I, if I, te- if I, if I, if I, if I started teaching like, Later in the day or something like that, maybe I'd get the first flight and give it a red hot go. But yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. never ends well. You went to the first one, didn't you? I think you, you told me. I've been to two, both of them. Mm. Both of them. So the first one was out at Moondog World in Preston. Yeah, was it? Um, before? But, but it was before they built the. They put the lagoons and everything in, so mm. it's just like bare warehouse. Yeah, and oh my god, it was amazing. It was just like just so much fun. Um, had a good friend with me there and uh, we just fucking laughed our tits off. It yeah. was just amazing. And then the second one was at Abbotsford and holy moly, it was just, it was a much more intimate, you're much closer to the, um, uh, to the, to the ring and that sort of thing. And um, like their, their main, their original one. Yeah. Moondog OG. Yeah. How the fuck they fit wrestling into that? Oh, they they don't own the original one. They own a couple of the units along right. the street in Duke Street there. Right. So, um, but the thing is, right, is that when you go see professional wrestling attracts professional wrestling fans, and so people who weren't into Moondog or into craft beer or into Good Beer Week and that sort of thing went to this event because they were into the characters, the story yeah. of this right. particular promote wrestling promotion, and um. Um, and it's just it's just absolutely phenomenal to watch. And a good friend of mine in Melbourne, um, Joel Bateman, um, they call him the Smash Hit, and he's just he's just learnt that the craft of professional wrestling, and and I see him on on socials all the time. And he's he's one of those wrestlers that's into the blading. You know what that is? No. That's like where they they get hit in the head with the chair. It's not mm. really a hit in the head and they sort of pretend to fall over and then they'll get a little razor blade out and they'll just put a oh, tiny yeah, cut yeah. and then blood just squirts out of their oh face. Oh, my God, and, that's crazy. Like, there's do there's photos. Of, they, every week there's photos of him just covered in his own blood oh and my all God. that sort of stuff. That's, and do that. that's, that's, that's his jam. That's Fuck his that. jam. It's amazing. Do you see the WWE merge with the UFC? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, what do you think of that? It seems very weird. I don't know. I don't There's think it's weird smart. at all. You don't think so? No, it's a, they're both media. Co- they're content companies. It makes perfect sense. In yeah. fact, there's a there's enough synergy that you could come up with some pretty good crossover shit. What what's what's an without... example of crossover shit you could come up with? Well, what about bloody Ronda Rousey and what about Brock Lesnar and? Right, but they were doing that before. That's just like, yeah. But Ronda Rousey's gone from wrestling to UFC and back to wrestling and stuff like that. And um, 
you know, has done pretty well in it and that sort of thing. I think it's interesting because one's real fighting and the other one's fake fighting. And I think there's a real yeah, I think contrast. Like, isn't like one, one's for kids. Like who watches WWE? Is it mainly kids or is it a lot of adults? I like wrestling. I don't watch it as much as I used to. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. But what's an example of a crossover? Like they can do that already. That's just one person going from one sport to another. Like what, yeah. what's an example of a, of a of a kind of a something that becomes streamlined as a result of them having the same parent company? Oh, I think oh, business wise. Yeah, like you could, you, well, you could definitely okay. So they both have pay per view events, and they both have uh you know uh, events on on cable TV and pay TV and that sort of thing, and then they have their free content. Now, if you're a media company and you can consolidate that content creation and save some money and increase your profitability, you're all right. You gotta look at it, man. It's like, you know, you have a look at Formula One, buddy. Liberty Media owns Formula One and they create content. They've created content for Netflix, the mm. races themselves, the yeah. YouTube channel for free content. And there's all these different layers of content and they just do it and social media and all that sort of stuff. They just do it so well. And I think I think content companies, it's content companies, mate. This should be your jam. You see, you see the sport, right? I see the content. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. I get it, but why don't they merge with the F1 then or merge with some other content company? It's, they it, could. It doesn't, it doesn't There's seem... no reason why they couldn't. Yeah, but what's the benefit? I, I don't see the benefit. I think there's some cost savings to be had. Like, yes, potentially a little bit of cost savings, but like, unless they were going to come out with their own, I don't know, like their own network. Would or you something. go to, hey, let me ask you this would you go to a live event, right? That, that, that they set up an octagon, had a couple of UFC fights, then they had an intermission and then put in a wrestling ring. No. And then they had wrestling. That sounds stupid. No, I don't see the connection between the two. Exactly. That's why I would go because it's fucking stupid and I'd pay for that sort of stupid. No. <laughs> I, would be, I reckon I'd, I'd be keen to go to a WWE event. I reckon that'd be fun. I would do that. Oh, I've been to fucking a few of them. They're amazing. I've been to a couple, one in Perth, one in London. Oh, my God. They're so cool. I've got some great photos. I'll see if I can dig them out. Oh, I would, I would me, go man. to that or I would go to a UFC standalone, but uh, the, the two don't seem to have that much in common to me. I think they're totally, totally. Uh, here we go. Let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find some photos here. Two thousand five. So twelve billy the UFC is worth, and nine billy for the WWE apparently. How much? Nine billion. Nine billion. Oh, I got photos. I got photos. All right, share your screen. For the oh, yeah, 30, share my screen. The twelve YouTube viewers. Oh, these shit photos because they're from 2005. So I don't know. I can't remember who this guy was, but he was a, it was like this French guy. And let's see if I can get some good photos. Who is that? Is that John Cena? That looks like John Cena from behind. Is it actually? John Cena. <laughs> Do you not remember? Oh, no, I don't know who that is. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. Some. That guy looks like an absolute statue. That's some blur. This is, cameras weren't that good back in the day. Apparently not. Who's that? Fuck, I've got no idea. I've got no idea who that is either. Wow. Look yeah, at these blue. Oh! Horrendous photos. But... Oh, it's a video from 2005. Oh, wow. <laughs> what the hell? I can't believe that. Who's this guy? Who are they? Fuck is that? Oh, that's amazing. I think the Undertaker's here somewhere. Oh, there's Rey Mysterio. Look at that. Nice. Six one nine. Everyone's just going fucking sick. They're Look at them. They're all kids, Endo. Every single person that photo is a child. Look at the yeah. kids, dude. It's a kid. Yeah, sport. that's all right. I'm a child. I don't care. No idea who that was. Oh, do you know who that is? That's uh, J JBL. And that's John Cena. Is it actually John Cena? Yeah, that's John Cena. Nice. And he's bleeding on his forehead. From a little nick? Mm, of course they do bleeding. Yeah, that's John Cena and JBL. And that's Big Show. Big Show, there he is, with the, with the yeah. little singlet, half singlet thing. Yeah. That's Those cool. jorts, mate. That is so John Cena. That's cool. 
That is so fucking cool. All right, I'm down. Look I'll at him with his fucking kids. Mexican Look at flags. how many children in that photo. Every single person There's in that photo. There's so many kids. Yeah, but you've got you to embrace your inner child, mate. Yeah, but <gasps> That's uh, Eddie Guerrero. Holy shit. Child sport with an adult sport. There's Eddie Guerrero. He's He passed away. That guy is extreme. Eddie Guerrero. So I've seen Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio in the same ring when they were teammates before that, before, uh, before Eddie Guerrero turned heel. Oh, is really? Yeah. Do you reckon uh, they had USADA back in the, the 2005 WWE? Mm-hmm. No testing for steroids. They don't in the UFC. No. Oh, sorry, in, in WWE. No, probably no, not in the UFC don't. either. Who cares? <laughs> so there you go. Nice. All right. Uh, Festival of the Stone is returning. Who's playing? Fucking love that festival. They're doing a competition for if you're like a local artist to be the opening act. Right. Yeah, right. Who's the headline act this year, though? I don't think they mentioned it in here, but I went the year I went, it was um, Kingswood. Yeah, I was there. You, it was sick. Yeah, we were there. We drank beers. Fucking great festival. They were amazing. Mm. You got to go? Maybe. I'm when is go. it? June. Right. Want to go? I'm pretty keen to go. Just a matter of getting there and back. I'm going to have to get someone to drive us. Field trip. Why don't we just stay down there? Yeah, you can stay down there. Just get an Airbnb or something. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen to go. The Stone um, Festival's cool. Yeah. Maybe we should do a field trip. Boston the Brewer field trip. Field trip. Meet up. Right, we didn't have many questions this week because I well I put it in the group and then it kind of duplicated the post and didn't really work. But we did get an email, which almost never happens. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, I'll read it to you, but I won't read it word for word because I'm not sure if there's stuff in here that we shouldn't read. But um, let me just check. Right, so this is from anonymous brewer. G'day Dan and Hendo. Given the recent slew of VAs and a general lack of standardization within the brewing industry itself. I'm generally curious if brewers fall into their own union or if we are a subgroup of a larger union mm-hmm. with some legal questions surrounding the standing down of employees during a VA and zero mention of unions and worker rights. I can't yes. help but wonder if we are underrepresented in this matter. I heard someone from somewhere, and I'm just saying somewhere and somewhere because I don't know if this information is public, but someone from somewhere is looking into this and I'm not sure on the progress or if something like that is possible, I'd appreciate anything. Yes, you have to say on the matter. Yes, great question. Yes, great question. Yes, there is a union for brewers in Australia. It's the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union, and um, uh, and uh, you know, without sort of backtracking over old ballistic stuff and that sort of thing, um, I rarely listen to the Brewers News podcast, but. <laughs> I did listen to the episode where they were talking about the uh, the the wrap up from the, the the VA when they were coming out of VA and that sort of thing, and the first ten minutes was 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 um, was Ian and 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 Matt talking about, and it's like oh you know the workers oh they got stood down was it legal was it not legal maybe there should be some sort of HR sort of you yeah. know collective that can that can like represent the workers and that sort of thing maybe that should be a job for the iba and that sort of thing and i'm literally screaming at my fucking car stereo going it's a fucking union it's the australian manufacturers workers union had those workers been fucking represented fucking none of that none of that shit that happened would have happened because they mm. would have fucking plowed straight in there so here's the fucking thing right and i'm and and I made a point when I was don't don't start another uh, bruise news fight. Hendo. Not starting another thing, but I'm but but the ballistic thing in particular is something that's close to my heart, right? And I'm not starting a fucking bruise news Boston or a fucking flame wheel. I just <laughs> I don't care enough about it, right? And but the thing is, right, is that I made a point in my um, conversations with the um, with the the ballistic crew not to give advice consciously did not give advice uh point them in the right direction of information all that sort of stuff but i certainly would not say to them go join a union but you know if 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 was uh, if the circumstances because it's not my place right um 
But the thing is, is that um, fucking oath they should have joined a fucking union because a fucking union would have fucked them up. Mm. They could what they what the, what the the workers from Ballistic actually could have done is they could have gone into the local AMWU office here in Brisbane because there's one here in Brisbane. I think it's in South Brisbane, and paid the union dues. And in that moment, they would have marched into that creditors meeting and fucked shit up. Yeah, no question. Unions like doing that. Because it's representing the fucking workers, and that's what they needed was representation. Yeah, I've, I've like not even really heard much of anything. I guess the spirit of the question is that unions aren't really talked about much in craft beer. Are they? No, because because um, you know federal governments over the years, particularly um, you know the 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 coalition governments, have done a really good job over the last thirty years of union busting and. And and making unions irrelevant and changing the industrial relations laws to make them, um, you know, less relevant and that sort of thing. And so now we've wound up in the situation where they've done such a fucking good job that wages over the last fifteen years have largely been stagnant, right? And we've got the situation where housing costs for both renters and mortgage holders and you know buying a house or renting a house has gotten really fucking expensive. But wages have not increased. Right? Well, what happens? What happens? If- you know who the best-paid brewers are in this country? Ah, uh, the ones that work for Lion and CUB. The ones that work for Lion and CUB. Why? Because they're fucking unionized. Yeah, but that's but that's no. Well, no, they're massive, hugely rich companies. No, it is because they are unionized. If you, if you okay, if you just like think the answer is putting up wages, what what do you think happens if you add yet another cost to all these breweries? The cost of living is going up. Pay the fucking workers, right? It's a, it's a yin and yang. Definitely bullshit that wages haven't gone up in fifteen years. Well, like, I'm yeah, not sure wages have not gone up in fifteen years. That's not true. Barely gone up and barely kept place with inflation. Wages have gone up maybe two or three percent per year. And what are we looking at inflation now? Seven or eight percent. So people are five oh, percent worse off. Year it's seven percent, but we haven't had seven eight percent inflation. Okay, well then what For about the, what about the what about the cost of housing? Yeah, but housing's an investment. It, it invest, it, it's gone Bullshit. Value. It's not investment. Everyone deserves to have a home, man. You don't need to buy a house to have a home, man, though. You think every single person well, should own rents a home? Have gone up. Rents have gone up progressively, especially in the last couple of years since COVID and that sort of thing. Um, rents have gone up, like, usually around 10%, you know, yeah, as a... It's a, as a, it's a market. Know. It's gone up. And it's, it's a, and it's a big proportion of what people pay to put a, put pay out of their out of their I'm paycheck. I'm arguing to, that, but 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 you so, so say you can you can sort of say to pay more. No, well the thing is you can say oh inflation has been low, and that is true across across the board. Price of TVs has gone down. Price of housing has skyrocketed up. It cancels each other out when you say inflation in in the broad term. But not everyone needs a TV, but everyone needs a fucking roof over their head. Yeah, but you can't you said the price of housing. It, it's a it's a it's a difference between investing in something that's an asset that's going up in value and having a place to live. It's They're not, two very different things. It's, it's that's not your your parents did not buy their house as an investment. A roof over your it's head your is it's not the an best investment you can ever buy. It's a it's a if you can afford to Granted, buy your own house and you can get as a, as a secondary proposition, not absolutely. Taxed. However, a, a roof over your head and shelter is not an investment. Right, Go but buy then, a fucking then, investment property as your second house. Cool, but what that does is that 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 takes uh, that that takes away someone else's ability to buy that house. Right, but then but then but you're you're saying that you need to buy a house to have a roof over your head, which is just completely untrue. Like most of the world don't don't own their own houses. Not everyone buys their own house, and I get no. that as well. But. If you but choose to buy your own house, you don't do it to have a roof over your head. You do it because you think it's a good investment. Because you can that's, just that's very modern thinking, but that's not the thinking that your parents had. But, but you could just rent. They chose not to rent. Well, and there's think, no problem with renting. My dad was an accountant. He knew you could get capital gains free gains on a house that you live in. Yeah, but that's fine. But you've got to live somewhere. And so you sell the house and then you have no roof over your head and you've got a big wad of cash. You can't you can't sleep under a wad of cash. That's why you're that's why they have rentals, Hendo. You can okay, rent. well then you go rent a house and then you don't have the house, you don't have the fucking cash and the cash slowly dwindles. Yeah, that's fair. 
But you can't. You can't I'm asking Chat GPT if a TV is the same asset class as residential property in Australia. In Australia, what has been the average rent increase over the last twenty years? Oh. Average rent increase in Australia over the last 20 years varied depending on various factors. Uh, ABS says range from about 2% to 6%. Yeah, no, I think it's the rent thing has only been the last like five years. Before then, it was fine. It's it's only been like Yeah, okay. So so yeah. let's say, right, we've got we've got rent going up two percent to six percent, but wages have gone up from two percent to three percent over that same period. We're we'll gonna put that in the chat. Here. So every year, every year you're three three percent worse off. Put it in. How much have wages gone up in the last fifteen years? Hang on a second. I'm, I've I just basically said, what about house prices? Yeah, house prices is irrelevant, Gendo. It's it, it, it's buying a piece of land that's a scarce resource. It's not it's got nothing to do with cost of living. So house prices have gone up an average of two percent to ten percent, depending upon the location. Okay, so uh, what should I say? Uh, how much? How much have wages increased over the last twenty years? I'm gonna turn this thing fucking full communist. I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, wages have increased over the last 20 years of growth rates averaging 2 to 3%. Each year. Yeah. So, in, this, so in the same in the same point point that your wage goes up 2 to 3%, a house price goes up 2 to 6%, uh, rent goes up 2 to 6% and to yeah. buy a house goes up 2 to 10%. And that magnifies things because you could borrow money and pay interest and all that sort of shit on a mortgage. Yeah, but the, the, forget, forget about the house price. I agreed agreed that cost of living is getting worse, but the reason we started talking about this is that the answer isn't making small companies increase, uh, have another higher cost on their P&L because that would just put no, those companies out of business. So no, it's, no, it's, it's I, more tricky I, than agreed, just being like... But, but I think that's a bit of a misconception about the role of, of unions and that sort of thing, right? Because the thing is, is that you can have all these different workers with all their different needs negotiating individually with a company and it gets really complex and therefore very expensive for the business, mm. right? Or you can negotiate with one entity. Yeah, but unions have right? got a real dodgy past of doing some real bad shit. You're you're listening you're thinking about the the, the you you're seeing the you you're seeing like the the Builders Laborers Federation and the CF CFMEU and all them really militant mm. unions and that sort of thing. They're, they're not that they're not like that. The AMWU is not like that. Also, the other thing as well what the, what unions also do is, uh, which which I'm I'm a fan of is is they 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 assist um, employers become safer, right? Yeah. Imagine how how fucked workplaces would would be if it wasn't for, um, you know, like fucking the unions back in the industrial revolution, you know, where workplaces were so unsafe and there were fucking children being put down fucking chimneys and all that sort of stuff like that. And yeah. people went, no, no more. And we're walking off, right? That's true. It's the 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 thing is, right, is that is that, you know, I, I'm a fucking I'm a I'm a capitalist. I own my own business. Um, I like making money. It's good and all that sort of stuff. But I think that needs to be um the, the tempered with that you have a relationship with your workers. And that's the thing that the very thing that I said um, you know, about ballistic is that when you're a wage earner, you've got a relationship with your employer. Right? Yeah. And it's not just about walking in there and sort of, you know, you know, unions walking into a uh, a, a business and with their hand out going, you know, pay us or we go on fucking strike and that sort of thing. They know it's a business. They they, yeah, they see they they see the books and all this sort of stuff and it's open negotiation. But what a union can do for a business, right? Right? Do you think they're going to be in there every week asking for more money, more money, more money? It doesn't work that way. When you if you have an enterprise bargaining agreement, that sort of thing, right? Then you can basically say, well, we're going to accept this pay and these conditions and this leave and this super and all that sort of stuff. And we're going to make a, a three, four, five year agreement with you. And that gives that business certainty about what their wage costs are going to be over a long period of time. Mm. That's a positive, mate, as a business owner. Yeah, I haven't heard of too many breweries having an enterprise bargaining agreement with all this. No, they generally don't because we have, we no, have, individual have good relationships with their staff handout and like unions. 
have Correct. a history of creating combative relationships between staff and companies. So and only some of the unions. Yeah, painting all unions with, a with uh, of really bad companies that are fucking people over. But generally, companies are you, good. And they want to have a good direct relationship with their staff. You, you're, I think you're tarring some of the militant unions related to construction and mining. No, um, I know how they the operate. Same, with my, the same brushes as my first job was negotiating with unions. I've, I've been involved. In, really, my first job industrial relations. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, they're fucking okay. hardcore. They negotiate hard, but fuck, not blame them. So what business. Oh, uh, it is the uh, Uncharted IPA Oak Cream from Slipstream Brewing Company. Great. Wow. Nice. All right. Well, that was that was a good question. Well answered. <laughs> good, good robust conversation. Um, yes, if you if you are a, a a brewery worker who finds yourself in a situation where you feel like you're getting fucked over, they join a fucking union. They look after you that day. Yeah. All right. Scary, isn't it? That's a wrap, and I'm gonna get. And what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get called some fucking lefty communist, fucking that sort of thing. But I I just believe in balance, and um and that um and that 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 you know while people sit there and go oh if only there was this, some organization that fucking you know could could represent workers that already fucking exists go join a fucking union will you sit there and enjoy your union membership and eat your crickets and have a good night i'm right? not in a fucking union i actually don't even join i didn't even join the when i when i started working at tafe they said do you want to join the union i was like uh, no because i mean just paying them money and you're just there with a good relationship with your employer and you're happy with the deal. I get the if same. You're happy you go somewhere. Well, the thing else? is is that I'm a bit of a bastard because I actually get the same I get the same I'm onto the same EBA as the unionized workers because teacher and that sort of thing. And yeah. but and 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 I get the benefit of what the union brings uh you know in my paycheck and that sort of thing. But on the flip side, I don't vote. I feel like that's that, a, that's a, that's a good union. argument for not joining the union because you saved yourself a bit of money there, didn't you? And you could spend that on rent or investing in a, a property. Yeah, but the thing is, I yeah, but uh, if I was a full-time teacher, maybe I'd consider joining the union, but I'm not. It's my teaching is is philanthropy, and it's different. <laughs> All, right. All right, mate. Love your work. Are we doing 12 questions? No, that's it. That was the question. That was it. That was the only question. That was it. Yeah. Well, I I put it in the group and I had a bit of a bit of a technical issue with Facebook and I think it posted it twice and I don't know. There wasn't much in there. So wait, I'll, I'll have another look. But I don't think it was. Don't think have a squeeze. There's got to be fucking twelve questions. No, I, I don't think there is any. I don't think there's any questions. Um, because I noticed when I posted it, it posted it twice. Um. And oh wait, you know, okay, we, we do have. No, no, no. I've no. I only got. I fucked it up by posting the thing about the crickets and we got lots of comments about the crickets, but great no question. So yeah. Anything else? That's it. No questions. No questions. Zero questions. By the oh. way, 72 is a multiple of 12. Excellent. And this is episode is... 72. Is it? Great. Yeah. Celebrate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Hey, next week we've got to record a different night. Oh, are you are you doing? Your I'm Wednesday? teaching on Wednesday nights from next yeah, week, yeah. so you can pick Tuesday. You can pick Thursday. I don't care. No, Thursday's good. I think. All right, Thursday is change update the calendar thing. Yeah, yeah, I will. Thursday's good. Awesome. Cheers, mate. See you next Thursday. See you next Thursday.